This is the Small Business Big Marketing Show with Tim Reid and Luke Moulton. This show is lovingly put together for small business owners by small business owners to get practical ideas about attracting more customers more often. So, if you're serious about building your business, strap in for the ride. Now, here's your hosts, Tim and Luke. Lukey, Lukey, Lukey. How are you, my friend? Very well, Timbo. How are you, mate? I'm excited to be back in amongst another episode of the Small Business Big Marketing Show. Episode 60, I believe. Episode 60, which is only important to you and I. Yeah. Uh, I'm your host, Timbo Reed, and that right there is your host... Luke Moulton. Luke Moulton, and a dashing figure you cut too, my friend. Uh, and so you should for this episode, and because it's a, it's one of those episodes that's highfalutin, mm, I think. Is. You look pretty good in that turtleneck too, Stop it, know? stop it. I would call it a neck brace. One more week, mate. Next show we do, no neck brace. We are the guys from smallbusinessbigmarketing.com. Go and check out the website and make sure you sign up to receive notifications of these new podcasts that are out. And we... Yes, Timbo. And, oh, what were you going to say? And thanks to flyingsolo.com.au, uh, the Australian website for micro businesses and solopreneurs. Yeah, our little friends in crime, partners in crime. I wouldn't say little, they're pretty no, large, no, no, pretty big. They're bigger yeah. than us. <laughs> they certainly are. <laughs> um, yes, now, what was I going to say before I rudely interrupted you more to the point? Um, I was going to say that very shortly, people will be able to go to our website and download a report that is in production at the moment, Luke, that... Is going to be of a very, very high value to our listeners <laughs> for is, free. It is. Uh, I'm, I'm putting the finishing touches on it now, and that'll be a nice little download um, probably in a week's time. Yeah. But we don't talk dates here because this is an evergreen-type podcast. It certainly is. Now, Lukey. Timbo. We have um, a wonderful, uh, we have two wonderful guests on this show. Yes. A bit of a husband and wife team. Um, but before we get stuck into that... That wonderful product that they have invented, that every woman of the world will love, and and some men. I know you. I know you quite like them. You, you've gone all on. I have. About I have. Okay. I think there's a lot I of gags there to be used. Don't own any stilettos myself, Timo. Oh, yeah, there it is. Yeah, there no. it is. You have dropped the brand already. Just borrow my wife. But but before we get into um, our guest, I'm going to label this the seeding show. Now, remember we've spoken about seeding before as a marketing concept. We, um, we are still waiting for the first fellow to actually talk about it on our show was way back, a couple of years ago. Do you remember who that was? Yes, Scott from Hall. Scott from Hall. Has he seeded us? <laughs> no, no, just a, just a question to uh, Scott, directed at Scott. Uh, no, he hasn't. No. You've been in there. You're a bit of a fan. <laughs> I am a big fan. Do you get a discount? Uh, How many bags have you got? I've got a, I've got a, um, a MacBook cover and a, a hall bag, a hall messenger bag, which right. is beautiful. Stop mentioning his name. He hasn't given us any. <laughs> he hasn't seeded us yet. We live in hope. It's a wonderful concept where if you do have a product and you you want you, you identify people of influence, which we clearly aren't with Scott, um, you identify people of influence. You send them product and you seed them. It sounds a bit like germinating or. Um, something else procreating doesn't it but it's a it's a funny word luke but it's a good strategy it is before we talk about um who our guests who seeded us many months ago back in november of last year we have fact. we have you and i have been seeded with a lovely product oh wow i know i know now this product came in the post to me um and it's called kokomo yep oh that's that song uh, remember that song from um that film remember Bermuda, Jamaica, oh, I think I'm it was uh, Cocktail, Cocktail. With, with Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Yeah. I love that song. Um, we've been seated with some coconut water. Now, I'm not sure, Luke, 
tell me if I'm wrong. There it is. You can hear it, listeners. I'll just little sound. Do you, does the world need coconut water? Does the world need uh, bottled water? Simpose. Very true, Luke. Question. Very true. But we've been sent some packaging, pa- a package of, of Kokomo, which is coconut water. Now, um, Luke is going to try it. You've, you've got the mango flavour. I've got the coconut flavour. What do you, what do you reckon, Luke? Is, is, that, um, is that everything? Is that everything Kokomo's cracked up to be? Tastes like coconut mango, mango flavoured coconut water. Tastes like chicken. Very <laughs> Really? Actually, that'd be perfect um, to put into a cocktail. Oh, oh, the coke, the Lukey, mm-hmm. the coconut ones a bit. I'm not sure about that one. Yeah, look, I think I think they're a great product for uh, for making cocktails. With I I don't know whether. Oh yeah, that's interesting. I don't know whether we were sent it to really say it tastes good, bad, or indifferent. Um, the marketing's pretty good. Mm. The marketing is pretty good. Nice yeah. little packaging. Yep. Refresh your tweets with Kokomo, and they've got the hashtag the, the hashtag Kokomo on a pretty impressive box that we wow. were sent. That's unreal. That is pretty good. So um, it's going to get people talking. Nice little postcard that it comes with it. I like the branding, Lukey. I like the brand. It's, uh, it, it just as soon as I had it in my hand, I felt like I was in the hammock, just kicking back, Kokomo <laughs> in one hand. This is small business be marketing, not free motion, Tim. Oh, that's right, yep. free motion. Um, what is free motion, Luke? Out of that's interest, your other podcast with James Tramco. Oh, exactly. And one I listen to religiously. Really fantastic. Really in the hammock. Uh, not in the hammock, usually in the car. Because anyway, you could, you could. Well, no, it's all related. See, this is where it all comes together. Yeah. You've got the Coco Mo in one hand. You've got Freedom Ocean blasting down the iPod in the other. You're thinking about the upcoming episode of Small Business Big Marketing. It's all related, mate. Um, love the marketing. Love yeah. the packaging. Um, not so. Not a big fan of the coconut water. Oh, look, I'd, I'd stick I'm, to the water. I quite like this this mango flavoured coconut water. You're easily pleased, Lukey. I am easily pleased. You are very easily pleased. <laughs> not cheap. That's what I love about you. That's right. <laughs> Easy but not cheap. Mm. Now, Lucas, that is a good example of seeding. So uh, thank you to Trevor Young who sent us those. Uh, really? Trevor's obviously from Kogomo's PR agency. And Trevor is a kind of fellow who would look red hot in a Hawaiian shirt. So um, I can understand how he got that business without a blink of an eyelid. Now, Lukey, a few months ago, we got sent some an accessory for you to attach to your high heels. Do you yes. want to explain that to our listeners? Yeah, uh, we're about to uh, interview Mark and Ely from Stalettos, and Stalettos is a uh, a little attachment for the bottom of your high heel, Timbo. You don't need to tell them that because um, <laughs> our listeners are going, our, our guests are going to explain that, and it uh, basically stops stops the shoe from sinking into the grass. Anyway, we're going to about to talk to Mark and Ildi from Starletto, husband and wife team, husband, and, husband wife team. and wife team, and and I just got to say the way they did seat us months ago, followed it up with an email of recent times, um, because they've done some really quite amazing marketing, really, and and that's a criteria for having a guest come on our show, small business owner who we think is really um, who's really nailing their marketing and really having a crack they've had a their, their, their crack has been so big Luke if I may say so myself has been that huge. it's had them end up involved in the most recent Emmy Awards yeah so put that in your pipe and smoke it <laughs> so the first question we asked Mark and Ildi from Starletto's was what are Starletto's Stilettos is a cute little heel accessory that cups the base of stiletto heels and boots and the practical purpose is to stop you sinking in when you're at the races, outdoor weddings, etc. Any beautiful event where there's grass and heels meeting. What was the need, Idy, that came to Starletto's being invented? So um, 
the need in my life was my outdoor wedding, my brother's outdoor wedding and a whole bunch of other fantastic outdoor events where I wanted to wear fashionable shoes and uh, found myself, of course, doing the whole giraffe, walking like a giraffe, sinking in type thing. So uh, I thought there must be something better than this. I, I love product development stories. Can you give us a little bit of background how, I guess, you came up with a prototype and then how you went and um, got, it, got it made? Yeah, sure. So as I say, it was the planning of our wedding, which was now about four and a half years ago. And uh, discussions led to thinking, you know, we should look into this. Is there something that we can wear on our heels that stops you sinking in? Not at the time finding anything or finding anything that we wanted to pair with a gorgeous pair of heels. So we, uh, yeah, we started drawing, sketching, talking, and uh, this was between Mark and myself. Mm-hmm. And um, it was the sort of thing where you both dream of it, you're, you're talking of it so much, and you wake up in the morning. And one morning we, we both had an epiphany about uh, the fact that we had drawn a basic example of, of the product. Um, both decided that it wasn't attractive enough and then also found out that a similar product was on the market. Uh, so we went back to the drawing board and... and to the craft shops, we came up with the idea that you needed something beautiful, sparkly, colourful. So we got beads and we got the bottom of the furniture, you know, no, no scraper on the floorboards and we wove the beads with elastic and thought we were going to ring some people to, to have people, be, you know, threading hundreds of beads to sell this product. And then we went a step further and thought there must be something better than that. <laughs> so we, we didn't know very much about <laughs> industrial design when we started. <laughs> So, uh, so soon enough, we, we learnt about our industrial designer, uh, Scott Farley, and we, we approached him and, um, yeah, started talking to him about the needs, how it needed to be very strong and very flexible and beautiful. And uh, so we, we played around with him for many years, coming back and forth with prototypes and trying on different shoes and et cetera, walking in the park with, you know. Ildi, I want to get one of the big questions out of the way uh, before we really get stuck in the interview and interrogate you about how the hell you market something like Starletto's. Um, Lukey's chosen his frock for the Melbourne Cup and um, (laughs) is it one colour fits all? Because the colour he's chosen, I said to him, it's leery, it's loud. What's wrong with apricot? (laughs) Apricot is so in right now. Okay, all right, I told you. Now, is there an apricot starletto? That's the big question. Well, here's the here's the clever thing. Well, you know, one of the clever things. So that's exactly on my mind. As as someone who loves different colours, etc., I just thought there can't be one size fits all. Of course, there is one colour, crystal, oh, just lovely. clear, that goes yeah. with everything. But yeah, we've but. also done the noir, and we've done the rouge, and we've done some sparkle. And every season, we're going to do a. Um, right, a seasonal colour. So yes, you guys were kind enough to uh, see Timbo <laughs> and I with yeah. a pair of stilettos last November. So yeah. I'll be definitely pulling mine out for the spring. <laughs> spring cuddle, mate. When do you put exactly. them back? When do you put them back? He wears them on his runners. He's, he's, he's put nails on his, the heels of his runners just so he Please. can walk. Golf shoes. I like that. Golf I like that. Anyway, golf shoes. Yeah, yeah. Once you go into the golf club, then you don't want those little spikes. So. No, no. One other question, which. Um, it's, it's just on the serious end, as again, before we start the marketing discussion, but um, Lukey wants to know whether he's, there's any sort of version for the beach. He likes uh, tough to wear them with his, uh, with his one piece. <laughs> it's, sort of, it's, a, it's a good one. We've designed it, and it's inflatable so that when you finish being on the stand, you can sail on out. <laughs> oh, as long as it goes well with my canary mankini, that's okay. Exactly. Now, enough silliness. Please, Luke, that's ridiculous. Um, you guys found yourself on the air, some way, somehow, into the, into the 63rd Annual Emmy Awards. That's we pretty did. spectacular. Let's start at the top. How did that happen? 
Yes, we're very excited, very, very excited about that. Um, so it was a result we would like to think of uh, the product being out there and being branded in a way that, uh, that we were hoping to achieve. Um, we, got a, we got an email in, inviting us to be part of the nominees um, bags for the, for the awards. I'm actually going to share a bit of credit on this because um, the reason that the company based in California had any idea that we existed was because of an experimental press release that we chucked out on a little thing called PR Web, <laughs> which, which we would never have thought of except for a podcast that I occasionally listen to that... Oh. Uh, <laughs> that mentioned it in connection with the voting website. So, no, uh, say the name of the podcast, Mark. Go on, <laughs> just say it. We don't care. Uh, it's small something. Small, uh, yeah. small yeah, indeed. Small, it's this small podcast. Men. There okay. isn't any, isn't any other podcast. Small business, big marketing. So uh, it's that, fantastic. Hey, that's, so, that's really fantastic to hear, Mark. And I understand that you use Kerry Finch as well. Yeah, well, actually... Um, so, you know, in terms of the uh, way we approached it, the very first one that I tried, I did myself, which is, you know, part of my little um, way, you know, way of trying to go about things. It took me about three weeks, uh, and finally I got a little article out, and it did have the leverage that I, I looked for. But then once we actually were in the Emmys, um, I very quickly um, decided that I didn't want to spend another three weeks trying to work out a way of saying that. So I uh, contacted somebody who I learned uh, through various sources, might be quite good at this as well. And uh, Kerry was good enough to do our next release um, and then make it much more effective as well. I mean, what she did with it was, was a lot more leverage than what I'd managed to achieve. Well, tell our, talk, talk our listeners through that process because it is an interesting process and it's an underutilized strategy for sure. Kerry's just spent an entire two hours on a masterclass that I'm holding going through this this, this process and it's it's so interesting. Um, so he, just, just take us through the steps of a process that found your product into the bags of those attending, those celebrities attending the Emmy Awards. Take us through that, Mark. Okay, well, um, so the first thing was, uh, you know, I mean, my view is you do need uh, something reasonable to say before you embark on uh, a PR campaign, otherwise it's the equivalent of spamming. But um, the first uh, piece of news that Starletters was actually announcing in order to get noticed, if you like, was the fact that we're now um, successfully licensed into Europe and uh, currently available in uh, department stores, even in the UK. Um, and in also a number of other countries, uh, which is rolling out uh, towards the end of this year, but also mainly next year. And so we put out a bit of an announcement about that, and that was the content that we were trying to attract people with. And I think the title I used was um, something like uh, Invention from Down Under that Keeps Women on Top, which uh, obviously was... <laughs> was designed to pique some interest in various different ways and I think it was the, maybe the, um, the Australian angle that people do seem to in the Northern Hemisphere have a bit of a soft spot. Um, I know this, I do. The Australian angle mixed with a bit of Benny Hill humour I think works every <laughs> time. <laughs> Absolutely. So, um, but that was the draw card but then obviously the process of that was writing something that would um, certainly obviously describe the product, describe the needs and the benefits, a bit of the history because I think the the, the story of Ildi not being able to find shoes she could wear at a wedding is actually pretty compelling and in fact was most of our market research, if I'm honest, um, when we started. But we kept asking people, you know, is this, is this something that you've uh, come across too as a problem? And, and it was a universal problem for, mm -hmm. uh, for you know, outdoor events. So we, we encapsulated that as well. And then um, PR Web is actually a pretty good um, 
engine. It, it um, I used some uh, copy from uh, as a base from an actual press release that we'd uh, we'd done for some, if you like, off offline media here. Uh, I started from that, but in fact. The first thing I did, I submitted that, and I got back a rejection notice saying, that's all very well, but here's how you should write it. So it was very useful for me to understand a bit more about yeah, the way to, to write it through, and the PR web process actually took me through that. So ultimately, there was an article created. It offered me the opportunity to put relevant photos next to the article. It offered me a backlinking um, piece, which is, of course, as a look, would know a lot more, very, very important. Mm -hmm. And then... Um, then it's simply a question of, you know, set and forget. It, it, it announces it early in the morning in U.S. time, which apparently is a very good time for journalists to be up uh, reading things. And um, and then you get uh, very, very detailed sort of analytics-style feedback about what's actually um, been the readership and where that readership is happening. Uh, how just many just people interrupt there, Luke, what happened, the set and forget process, just explain to our listeners what happens once you submit that article to PR Web, what, what do PR Web do with it? Well, essentially, well, first of all, it goes on a PR website, but there's there's a lot of other websites that syndicate PR Web's, um, essentially news articles slash press releases. So your press release can, can end up on um, thousands, sometimes tens of thousands of other websites. Um, and ideally, it will hopefully get picked up by um, a major uh, news organisation. Ideally, it doesn't always, but so there's two benefits there. There's obviously the PR benefit and an SEO benefit if you're putting links into your press release. We, we did an episode a while back now where you talked about how you use PR Week to get 10,000 backlinks. So we might put a link to that in the show notes. And we'll also put a link, because iCarry has a product for small business owners to generate a press release with PR Web. So we might put that in the show notes as well. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So, um, the next thing you know, you got picked up by Mark and Ildi, a publication, it was a particular publication in um, the City of Angels. You like how I say that, Luigi? City of Angels, because I've not, like, I've been there. <laughs> not. Um, but, uh, so you got picked up by, what, LA Times or something, or something online? Um, I think, well, the, the, this company is, you know, clearly um, very close to... Uh, the celebrity media network. So all we were able to understand was they actually had found it directly from PR web. So I think they're spending mm. a lot of time looking at who is the, the company itself is kind of linked to the Emmys and targets specifically companies that um, have a product that is suitable for product placement with celebrities. So um, this goes back a little bit to our strategy. That's that's always been one of our key drivers is to uh, you know find the um, the apex opportunity for the um, you know the day that uh, Megan Gale or Kylie Minogue or uh, Kate Blanchett Luke actually Moulton. puts oh. a pair on, or Luke Moulton <laughs> in his in his apricot dress. Please, uh, please, I'm I'm happily married. Doesn't mean you can't wear starlinks. Oh, my God, <laughs> guys, um, I, I would under, I'd think that a product like this is you kind of need to do push marketing instead of pull marketing, and by that I mean. People don't necessarily, probably don't necessarily know that there's a product out there to solve the solution that you guys do. Are, yeah. are, you, are you finding that you really have to, um, I guess, put your brand in people's face and your product in people's face? Yes, yes. So what part of the um, thing we have to overcome is that our product is the sort of product that people say, oh my gosh, I wish I had that last weekend. Mm. And they don't think of it till they're there, till they're having the problem or... You know, so yes, we need to, and that's been a big part of our starting strategy. We haven't advertised so much, but 
but as in paid for advertising, we have done a lot of putting the product in the right place or, you know, what we hope is the right place, such as um, we sponsor Fashions on the Field through, um, you know, Myers Fashions on the Field and this year through the um, Caulfield Cup and the Emirates Day, etc. So we do a lot of placing a lot of products at events in front of the women that we would like to get to know the product. Um, now I've got. To, I want to go back to the Emmys. So one one question I have left there. No, I've got two actually. So you obviously got bragging rights. It's on the home page of your website. Um, they, it gave you bragging rights to say that you're a product distributed yes. at the Emmys. Mm -hmm. did, did anyone? Oh, there's the money rolling out, Luke. They've made, they've made another sale. <laughs> yeah, that's right. People just come and put it in a little box. That's it's the wonderful thing about an online business. It's like a poker machine, isn't it? Just, money just rolls out of that. that Floppy disks. That's right, exactly. We'd like to hear a lot more of that saying, but probably not on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, uh, so what I wanted to know, did, well, A, did George Clooney end up wearing a pair and did anyone else uh, at the Emmys? So wearing a pair, we've got uh, Don Draper, we hoped, went home, or John Hamm, went home and hopefully put on his pair. Uh, <laughs> we had uh, the... Uh, Tina Fey got a pair, Laura Linney got a, fa a pair, you know, every nominee who yep. um, didn't win the Emmy but, of course, won the pair of stilettos, so they're very excited. Exactly. Um, yeah, all the females of the male. So we didn't, we got some great feedback um, through the company we organised this through, um, so they obviously do a lot of chatting with the, with the people involved. Um, we ha we're very excited that um, Sophia from Modern Family awesome. got a pair. So, yes, um, yes, we, we haven't seen photos, but we're hoping that's because our product is so discreet that you just can't see them in the photos. Ah. Did you do anything with the box that went into the bag at the Emmys or was it just did you, did you put a particular um, personalised note in it or was it just your standard branded box? So our standard branded box, um, we hope, carries a lot of the information anyway. Uh, we've put a lot into the, the box. So, no, we, we did discuss, you know, should we put in a little extra note saying, you know, please tweet us, please follow us, or hit these are for you, um, you know, love your heels, et cetera, et cetera, sort of things that we chat about all the time. Um, but in the end, we um, just went with the box because the way we, part of our strategy is that the, the box should feel like a gift anyway all the time. It's quite a, it's quite an um, intriguing little box I found when uh, when you guys sent it to us. So it sort of yeah, it really entices you to open it up and go, oh, what's what's this? What's in here? So yes. Like certain yes. Sort of thing. But that, so guys, we talked about we talked about your PR, which has obviously been very successful. What what other marketing avenues have you discovered that have been successful? Um, so a lot of uh, word of mouth and interacting with. Um, with people, you know, uh, general people that we sponsor, etc. But we've also worked with, or we do, oh, sorry, a lot of work with Facebook and Facebook advertising, um, direct emailing, um, competitions through our Facebook page. That, that's where we're finding um, that our brand, I suppose, is positioned quite well. I'm, uh, I'm excited to hear about uh, about your Facebook campaigns. Um, I think you guys have ended up with, what, 4,000 fans? Uh, you're close to 5,000. It's actually five and a half. Just <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> 24 counting? hours. Who's counting? <laughs> so can you give us a little bit of background on how you went about, you know, setting up a Facebook page and how you've gone, how you've managed to accumulate so many fans? Well, it's probably quite 
an interesting story, again, for people listening to this podcast, because we started two years ago and our Facebook page went live in May 2009, and we didn't sell a pair till September 2009. And that Facebook page somebody else put up for us, we hadn't a clue, didn't even know really what Facebook was two years ago. Um, and even maybe coming through to last year, um, I, you know, as a sort of weekend hobby, eventually clicked on the advertise with us and uh, I am a bit of an experimenter so I had a go at doing some ads and uh, they sat and languished at uh, you know maybe 400 impressions or something like that for a while and I just um, gradually tweaked them read about it tweaked them some more read a little bit more followed um, some, you know some podcast advice listened to what Jen Sheehan had to say um, on Facebook Ads Lab. There's also another couple of American products that I had a look at. And, you know, um, I have to say that of all the tweaking and all the special questions and teasers I left in it, once we got a good photo of a good pair of heels, suddenly it just made such a difference. <laughs> and uh, that, um, together with, you know, targeting, I mean, obviously the demographic targeting is quite powerful. We, um, we actually have different ads for different geographic regions. We change them at different times. Our split testing is not quite so scientific as I'm sure some people might, might do, but, uh, at least, but we do. At least you're doing it, Mark. Yeah, well, that's right. We, we vary it, you know, sort of in a round robin to see what, what's working. Um, we do very simple things like change the photo around uh, 180 degrees uh, and it, you know, restarts the interest because people's eyes get lazy looking at the same old photo. So, Fair, um, that's, a, that's, that's a very good point right there. I was actually chatting to um, Mike Rhodes, who's a, an AdWords guy, about this recently, and, and there is a really good argument for just refreshing um, your banner ads uh, fairly regularly, um, whether they've been Facebook or whether they've been Google. So that's a good point. How come your the Stalidos ad appears on Luke's Facebook and not mine? Uh, that, that's demographics, Tim. You just <laughs> you just want to get yourself in a few more uh, women's magazine subscriptions Correct. and you should find it coming up. I think if if someone's listening to this podcast for the first time, Tim, they're probably getting the wrong idea. Of uh, no, I don't know, Luke. Let them decide that. And tell me, um, I'm always interested in the offline stuff that you've done. So you said in an email you sent us, um, you've, you've used magazine advertising sparingly. Um, yes. Do you have a bad taste in your mouth from spending that dough or did it work for you? And if it did, how do you know? Right. Okay. So um, we, one of the only ones that we have, paid to advertise in is a Vogue ad in a bridal section and um, we thought that what would happen with Vogue bridal sections is that people would keep them, hand them on, you know, etc. So we would get a lot of leverage out of that. But we feel that um, for our product, since it's such a global and um, I suppose something that everybody well, you know, could need, you know, every female of our demographic sort of could need, that just doing once or twice as an advertisement in a magazine where the magazine just gets thrown out the next month probably wasn't enough. We needed to be um, something that was always reoccurring and reminding. And I suppose that's, you know, what you mentioned with the push-pull before. Um, yeah, we just, it needs to be out there all the time. And I think it, our budget as a small business wouldn't oh, be able yeah. to handle the paying for the advertisements in magazines we find are very expensive. Would have been so, a bottomless pit. Yes, exactly, exactly. And we soon, we, we worked that out very quickly, which was lucky, I think. Um, and, and talking to our PR lady, we saw how much, 
interest we were getting per being in events and being um, PR'd about and it got the right people talking and, and placing it in the right places. Have you, have so. you been able to quantify the PR exposure that you've got? Um, yeah, it's it's difficult. Yeah. I'll tell you one thing that we quantified um, very directly. In, in our uh, advert in the Vogue Bridal magazine, we put in a special code for people to enter on our website if they wanted to buy them as a result of having seen them in that magazine. And I think uh, overall the savings to the customers went to about $20 because uh, there was only about four people clicked through on that one. Um, okay. Which does, I think, give you an indication of the sort of apathy factor um, of yeah. people uh, glancing at a magazine in a dentist or wherever. Yeah. Uh, so, so I suppose in that sense we learned quickly. But that said, uh, being able to, when we do get press in, if you like, offline media, being able to leverage that online by putting it Absolutely. onto our website, on, yeah. our, on our homepage, really does help with our the, our difficulty, which is that people don't know what our product is. And, and initially, there will be that feeling that I better go and research this a lot more before mm. I spend even only $15. Um, when we have a lot of uh, author, authority, if you like, on the website, I mean, the Emmys is a lot stronger than the rest of it now, but um, Vogue, Cosmopolitan, reviews in the newspapers, uh, bridal magazines, it really demonstrates to the people looking at it that we are, in fact, uh, endorsed by a number of other, uh, you know, reputable people that they listen to. It's it's good to see that you've actually put that on your website. Um, what uh, the sort of as seen in or the recent oh, media yeah, on the right hand yeah, side? Yeah. Um, it's uh, some really good social proof. To, uh, and sorry, mm. in, in the in the main banner too, please <laughs> mm. <laughs> <laughs> on, on your uh, on your homepage as well, which is fantastic. I've got, I've got a couple of questions about your website. Um, sort of why haven't you done like what why why isn't there a photo of the the beautiful photo of the stilettos front and center above the fold on the home page. Question one: stunned silence. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, <laughs> yes. stunned silence. Exactly. <laughs> I think Ildi was looking I at me to see if I wanted to answer the question, but uh, I was, actually, I was wondering where you meant. Sorry, where did you? I I, I would have expected to go to the home page and yep. seen that beautiful ankle. I'm a bit of an ankles man myself, Luke. Uh, I don't know whether you know yeah. that. But um, just see that beautiful shot of a stiletto front and centre. Um, yes. No. Normal. I think. I think where you're thinking, perhaps. Um, uh, we quite often at the moment we have a, a model from our Switzerland shot, and oh, we have the Emmy Awards. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. Luke's but, getting, uh, Luke's we get her we'll get her Skype address for yeah. you. <laughs> but normally we do actually, as you say, normally those two positions are um, changing pictures of, as you say, beautiful ankles and beautiful shoes and beautiful stilettos. I nearly said this before, actually, Tim, but that uh, very, very loud Emmy banner is probably going to be there for about another three weeks, and then we have another one ready to go, which will just go into our normal rotation, which gotcha. just is part of it. So we've got the fact that we were on Sunrise, the fact that uh, we were in the Emmys, um, the fact, and then it and then it goes into some images that sort of that, that Show do flow you the through. Shoes, exactly. But at the moment, um, I guess we're pretty excited about this one, so we've <laughs> kind of left it up. Yeah, hero shot, fantastic, guys. Um, going going back to can, uh, can I just finish on the website? Yes, Timbo. Thank you, Luke. Two more questions, and I'm clearly not in your target audience, but um, I would have thought, yeah. So a, sh a shot of the product alongside a big juicy buy now button, alongside a lovely little video of Starletto's in action on the polo field, Luke, on the polo field, because I just don't think there's enough polo going around. Yes, you're um, probably right. We need more polo. I think you need more polo. 
And yes. I want to ask you about the polo crowd later because I've been trying to break into it for years, but absolutely no <laughs> success. Of course, he's not well, that far away, Tim. No, correct. Um, so, yeah, I just would have thought um, things like that would have been, and maybe the buy now is a bit too quick. You know, you want to get people, you want a bit of foreplay, a bit of marketing foreplay first. But um, I'm just interested to know why uh, maybe a video and, and the buy now button's not there as well. Yeah, yeah, sure. So the buy now button at the moment uh, is on the first page but a bit lower, but you're right, it probably should sit a little higher. Um, you can click on the little buy now uh, after need star letters urgently for an upcoming event, but I, I'm going to agree with you and say we could put a little starletto flower around that and make it more obvious. Yep. Um, and... What was your other question, the polo? Thing? Oh, the video, the video. <laughs> the video, yes, we've just finished. So our one video that we had that we loved was, is our um, uh, YouTube videos. So we've got a YouTube link up the top and it was our sunrise one mainly. So uh, as Mark mentioned, that was on our banner right. rotating. But we've just finished um, another video, which is, again, through the YouTube link. Um, again, as you mentioned, perhaps we need to make that just a little bit more obvious to to click on this and see a video with stilettos. So and, and have you that's thought about, point. I'm just clicking on gallery as, as you talk, but um, have you thought about actually rewarding, oh, okay, there's some shots, but actually rewarding people somehow for sending in photos? I mean, we've all got iPhones these days and we're all uploading to Facebook and Flickr and all that yep, stuff. Yep, sure. um, actually having, you know, I, I'd just love to see a wall of stilettos in action. You know, yes, people yes, out in absolutely. Field. Yeah, and um, do you know that's something we are working on and um, this is one of the constraints we find as a small business is a lot of things we're all working on. Um, we have in the past perhaps not enticed people enough but we have we, we quite often ask our brides to send in their pictures of our stellators on the heels. We've got a, a few shots we need to put up but maybe we need to start offering um, something more exciting than a free pair of stellators for us. <laughs> well, yeah, absolutely. I've just, uh, I think... I think what this comes down to is uh, we've also got to um, acknowledge that uh, we need to be in people's faces and that's actually about being at some of these large events and this year is almost the first opportunity because we've been going, we've been selling these for two years, uh, we've been doubling sales almost quarter by quarter but from a very, very small base to start with and this year is probably the first time where we've really had the presence and the brand awareness in general where we can actually start to get people to I mean, even our Facebook page, maybe in February we had probably 800 likes. Now we have 5,500. So that's actually a much more powerful group of people that you can start to entice with, you know, the competition, give us your photos and things. It's very difficult to do with 800 people. You might have 70 who are actually active and only one that goes to the races. And so you say, well, here's, here's a new feature you can do and nobody does it for six weeks and then it doesn't work. So, so this is actually going to be a really good experiment for us. And what we'll do is agree to... Uh, implement everything that you've just mentioned, Tim, uh, <laughs> within the next few weeks. And uh, nearly all of them are on our uh, various drawing boards, you know, at different yep. 30, 60 and 80% complete. But yep. uh, we'll soon be having our, our main new video actually on our homepage. Yep. And just looking, well, we've also got to uh, get our website internationalized. We've got the UK people wanting to put it on a, a sort of full footing, starletters.com, Apple style. Uh, and that's going to be really interesting to see how that developed as well. So we got uh, so many things in the pipes that, um, you know, it's, it's going to be a very exciting time, and I'm hoping that by Autumn Carnival, you're looking at an almost completely different uh, experience on the website. Awesome. Um, Timbo's actually just become a little bit distracted by the gallery section of your website. <laughs> uh, Timbo, are you with us? Wow. Uh, <laughs> Who's the model? 
And, and why Switzerland? Which one? <laughs> what, what's the whole Switzerland thing? Uh, so we have gorgeous Melody Sky photographer, one of our connections, um, and she is, if you check out Melody Sky, I think she's just .com, um, you'll see she's a sports photographer but also has broken into some fashion oh, around Switzerland. Yeah. So um, being one of our connections who has a pair of stilettos and loves them, she said to us, I'm going to do this with you guys as well. So, yeah, Brilliant. it's just it's where she lives, where Melody lives and with, with models she's organised. And Just so our listeners, it's, it's, podcast is a terrible visual medium. Sorry, um, is, we're looking yes. at our gallery on Stilettos website, listeners, and... Um, I don't know. There's just a couple of Swedish or Swiss models just absolutely in the sunshine, casually, casually hiking around the Alps. Her. I yes, think, it, it, I think it's I think it's wonderful too that you've you've um, you've managed to get some professional shots done. I think a lot of people underrate uh, having some professional shots done, absolutely. especially yeah. for your product and your brand. You know, a lot of people use. Um, stock photography, which isn't always, well, I no, in, I, your, I think in your case, it's out of the question. But, um, absolutely. And it's part of, as, as we always thought, it's part of, um, you know, we need to show this. We need to show that with these gorgeous heels, which, of course, you ex access through professional shots, um, you know, that these stilettos are working and they look great and, you know, the models are having fun in them, etc. They're and having I, a ball. Get that. They are. Look at them. Look at them having a ball in Switzerland with the chalets and the sky and the yeah. snow. Uh, Look at them at www.stoletters.com.au. Oh, I was just going to say, you that, are a guys, I do want to ask you one one more question about your. Um, I, I am a bit of a, an online marketing geek, so have you tried any of the Google Display Network at all through AdWords? Uh, Luke, uh, that's uh, a nice, uh, interesting one uh, that you've just mentioned. I'll be googling that after this. I think, but uh, <laughs> tell me, tell me a little bit about it because we don't know that one. Okay, so um, Google AdWords, uh, through AdWords, is essentially two different channels, I guess, through AdWords that you can advertise on. You can advertise on Google itself down the right-hand side when someone types in a particular keyword. Um, and then there's the Google Display Network, which is essentially other websites that choose to uh, receive um, ads via the Google AdWords network. And they can be in the form of text uh, ads or image ads. Um, and now, in the, sort of in the last sort of three to four months, um, Google have done a really interesting thing. They've added interest-based targeting um, and topic-based targeting. And interest-based targeting, um, now I, I haven't looked at this particular interest group, but there may be an interest group within um, the Google Display Network, which is people that are interested in um, wedding paraphernalia. Um, so what you could actually do is your, your ads could appear on any website um, that has the, that has accepted to use the uh, accepted to have Google, Google ads um, and have your banners come up showing well obviously showing your product uh, and even showing some of your social proof like being at the Emmys um, so it might be one uh, worth looking at because it just it, it's almost like a kind of demographic targeting um, mm, absolutely. so it's um, could be worth having a look at we did it a um, the, the, the session uh, of my masterclass online masterclass just yesterday was with Mike Rhodes who's like Australia's leading Google AdWords specialist, um, and uh, you're going to wish you were there, uh, Mark and Ildi, but he explained how easy it is to get on the home page of Oprah's site with a banner ad. Wow. Yeah. How, yeah, how easy yeah. and yeah, not, yeah, yeah. not expensive. Right. Um, and that's amazing. It's amazing to know that, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah, there, um, there, there is another thing called uh, remarketing that actually means that you can put a little bit of code on your website, um, and it means that you can then pop up these banner ads in on other areas of the internet, like Oprah's homepage, for mm -hmm. example, 
Um, and it, it just means that you're remarketing to people that have come to your website. Um, so if someone's come to your website and hasn't purchased from you, you can just keep remarketing to them. Yeah, Mike, Mike went into that. In fact, the, once again, um, for our listeners, um, we are down the track. Um, access to some of those masterclass sessions will be a, become available at a price, but um, it is amazing. Some of the stuff that Mike covered off yesterday mm. was just mind-boggling in terms of, you know, just there's like simple things, simple things like getting on the homepage of Opera for a small business. I mean, he's got he's got clients Absolutely. every day of the week mm. doing that. So, um, good stuff, um, Lukey. I reckon that'd be Starlitos. You know, that, that's your that's your summary of how oh, something like Starlitos can well, find its way into Hollywood fame. One of the reasons why, well, the, the main reason why we got the guys on the show was um, was a, was an email that Mark sent, and we're just really impressed with um, with with the marketing that you guys are doing, and yep. we're glad that you can share it with the listeners. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, if I can just say one final thing, you know, John, John Hamm, Don Draper of Mad Men is uh, now the proud owner of a pair of Starletters and I like to fantasise that he's sitting there <laughs> saying to himself, it's not a horse race, it's the Melbourne Cup. <laughs> <laughs> these aren't heel protectors, these are Starletters. Yeah. So, you know that famous shot of him in the armchair, sort of, <laughs> wouldn't, yes. it be, wouldn't it be great to have that exact shot, but just with I, the I, star, I, star, I, star I don't know what time it is in California, but that's what I hope he's doing. <laughs> Hey, what, one last question, guys. In, uh, what would your next dream? You would have dreamt of the Emmys twelve months ago. Um, what would the what would the ultimate marketing um, uh, ploy be for Starlitos in the dream coming come twelve? True. Well, yeah, marketing dream come true in the coming twelve months. Well, um, that's a very very interesting and uh, potentially loaded question, guys, because uh, we have actually had a bit of success with that first campaign. Uh, that again, we're probably not quite in a position to tell you about, but I, I advise uh, keeping in touch with uh, the Starletters website over the next, say, six months. And uh, you should be in to uh, see something pretty exciting that uh, probably does eclipse what we've done so far. Oh, you're wow. a tease. You are a tease. Oh, actually, that's one thing I did want to ask, Lukey. Yeah. You tell me, you, you do target the polo crowd. So, um, what, what is it? What, is there anything you can, any insights into them that you can give us? <laughs> I imagine that would be a tough crowd to break. Uh, I think that's actually probably the fairest thing you've said. And, <laughs> and as we've done with everything else, we will break them by association. So uh, right. we do actually have some insight and some insiders in, in that market and uh, people that, that do all the leverage for us in, in those uh, uh, harder-to-crack locations. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have, have you thought about, um, like, um, doing a joint venture with you know with a, a champagne brand like Yellow Glen or 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 you know a product that has Star similar Star. values and what's that? Crystal or Dimension? Yeah, Dimension, of course. Have yeah, you thought we, about doing that? We we uh, we would like to think that um, sooner rather than later there'll be a sort of an orange Starletto that will sit with a Verve bottle somewhere. Nice. But uh, other champagnes are available, and if anyone's listening, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mark and Ildi, thanks a million for, first of all, um, being uh, avid listeners of Small Business Big Marketing and coming on and sharing your story because it is a good one. It is, it is a great one to, to see someone take a product from, you know, inception to actually finding itself on the Emmy Awards and everything in between. Well done. Well, thank uh, you for your help as well. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Because we, uh, we do get a lot from you guys, listening to you guys. Stop it. I'll get all emotional. <laughs> Thanks very much, guys. Cheers, guys. All right, cheers. See ya. Bye. Bye. See you later. 
Lukey, how good was that? Oh, Timbo, that was awesome. And I'm glad we got those guys on the show. Yeah, I am too. They are doing some fantastic marketing and highly inspirational, Timbo. Can I just say, and we didn't ask them the story because it was more, more gave us a warm feeling than it will our listeners, but they were, you know, our last uh, interview with Marin, the Belmain personal trainer. Yeah, yeah. They went across the road <laughs> to a personal training studio in Sydney. And it was Marin's personal training studio. Yeah. And they met Marin, but it was another Marin <laughs> who also works at the personal training studio. Unbelievable. So now we've got two guests on the show who either live and or work across the road from each other. This is a community, Lugie. It is, Timbo. It's this a fantastic is... community. And we want, we want uh, you, the listener, please, to go to smallbusinessbigmarketing.com and leave a comment uh, in the show notes. Uh, yeah, un- that'd be under, nice. Under this, uh, under this podcast. You are looking at the microphone. We'd love to hear from you. Um, almost, almost demanding it. Uh, oh, oh. But can I just say, I would, for you and I, it's just great to see those comments on the show notes, the feedback in iTunes, the comments on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash small business big marketing. It gives us a little warm fuzzy, yep. but it's also about building a community because there's not one way street. Yep, and do make sure uh, you ask. We would love a question from you. Questions at smallbusinessbigmarketing.com. We'll either answer it on the show or answer it in person, we promise. We will. Um, another thing we want to mention too, Timbo, is that um, we do have an offer from Kerry Finch. Um, Kerry Finch can do a press release for your business, an online press release, as she did for... Mark and uh, Mark and and as she has done for me, Timbo... She um, might just get you on the Emmy Awards. You don't know. And so if you go to smallbusinessbigmarketing.com forward slash online PR, uh, that's a press release for $480 from Kerry. Um, that is an affiliate link, Timbo. We do make a little bit of coin out of that um, for forwarding that lead on to Kerry. Absolutely. And why shouldn't we? We've got to pay for the coffee somehow. <laughs> pay for the hosting, Timbo. <laughs> yeah, the, the yeah, hosting. My, and, my, yeah. my Amazon S3 bill is starting yeah. to get up there with all the traffic we're doing. And from, uh, you know what? The, your demands in the green room, you're out of control. You know, before the show, listeners, you know, we go into the green room and, you know, what do you, what do you want? Red M&Ms? You want white roses? Pink flamingos. Pink flamingos? I yeah. don't know who you think you are, Luke. <laughs> Listen, mate, uh, another ep of Small Business Big Marketing show in the can. Um, listeners, thanks for joining us. FlyingSolo.com. Oh, Lukey, you Still are having another... sipping on my coconut milk, Timbo. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Coco Mo. Uh, Bermuda, Jamaica. I'm sure Liam, our, uh, our producer, is going to whack some just crazy sound effects in Absolutely. to this episode. We look forward to uh, joining... We look forward to you joining us next time in episode 61 will be next, Timbo. Love your work, Luke. Thanks, listeners, for tuning in. See you next time. See ya. You've just come that little bit closer to getting your business booming thanks to the Small Business Big Marketing Show with Tim Reed and Luke Moulton. Please keep in mind that the information, opinions and ideas expressed in this show are those of the hosts and interviewees and theirs alone, and they don't necessarily reflect those of their past, current or future employers.